Hello, you little bastards. You've made it just in time for the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Ala Bruski. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to the show. You'll soon realize that Nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie. He's one of few that has never done anything wrong. Oh, there's a big part of me that likes to help elderly people across the street. Only I take them about halfway. <laughs> okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve is a guy that's exceptional, exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot, but you will want him at every party. Who brings their mom to a party anyway? He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans. Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera. Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio in low-calorie butter. It's time for another Brewski. This one is a crazy Brewski. You're right, dude. We get it. Someone get me some Cheetos. Can we please move on, dude? You're right, okay? Let's get the podcast going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Let's do this, boys. Back for another exciting episode of the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Ola Bruski. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the podcast. We're all still alive yet again this week. Uh, Bruski's the one with the heart condition on the show, but Nick looks like he's midway through a heart attack at this moment. Right now. <laughs> Do I look overheated? You're sweating. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, so. yeah. Uh, it's, it's summertime hot. It's in America. 94. I told Steve earlier this morning, I was like, it's supposed to be, you know, upper 90s all week in Seattle. So it wouldn't even matter to say like, oh, let's do the podcast on Wednesday. It'll be cooler. We just got to get her done. Right. Yes. I hear you're having heat advisories there, which I'm sure people in Arizona will laugh that your heat advisory is 90 degrees or whatever, but that's rare in the PNW. Yeah. Is it? Are you getting near 100? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's heart attack uh, worthy. So, early. And I can't believe that Tahoe is down around 78 right now. What, what's the deal with that? I don't know. Just lucky. And uh, thunderstorms rolling through, which uh, always drops the temp. And we just had one like five seconds ago. So we'll see if I lose power or not. But, what but you got there in uh, Boston, Brewski? How, how warm is it? It's it's about 82 here today. But uh, when I was driving in Roxbury, picking up a passenger on Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, you had a I night thought, in the Roxbury? That's all. I, I thought I heard gunshots. And sure enough. All of a sudden, the streets are closed off in front of me, and I can see that there's police line tape. Three blocks over from where I was picking my passenger up, there was a gunfight. Another and, typical uh, liberal city with all your violence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the heat, dude, gets people. I mean, uh, in, in a big way, right? It makes oh, yeah. people, their tempers are higher. Like, things are dangerous when it's real hot out. Yeah, no, for sure. There were, there were there were three shootings within an hour of the neighborhood where I picked up this person uh, on Saturday night. Wow. You better start to carry a, a dagger or a Chinese <laughs> star or something to, to protect yourself. I've been firing off some shots in the heat recently and almost killing myself from heat stroke. So uh, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you in air conditioning down there? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't? Like, uh, the, the internal engine runs hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, mean, I feel uh, bad saying, turn the AC up even more, please. Like, uh, you know. Well, she wants a Carl Lewis in the bedroom. She's got to, you know, crank it up a little bit. There you go. So, uh, hey, dude, yes. you said a couple of weeks ago that you, I mischaracterized you as horny. 
are you having are you guys having lots of sex like tell me this if you live together how many nights a week would you think you would be having sex conservatively let me channel your lawyer wife and say that i refuse to answer hypotheticals your honor like how many times would we i don't know i mean if we actually live together i think i've answered this before that my ideal number per week if i'm living with somebody is four or five so I would assume, although least, you, you want at least every other day. Yeah. Yeah. Or cluster a few and then have a day downtime or something. But yeah, you know, Well, I, I suppose it depends on that. The kids are around, too. That always complicates things for sure. <laughs> my uh, my beef was that you were characterizing me as like overtly horny 24 seven. I was <laughs> saying you were basing that on a very horny period of my life. So sure, now things but have you're, settled still, in you're still very horny. I'm right. a very sexual person, Nick. You yeah, know? you are. Have I you talked love, about that love. with your mother, dude? Uh, I mean, she listens to the show, so was it odd for her to find out, like, she raises a guy that loves sex and, uh, you know, may have a decent-sized penis, may have some stamina, <laughs> that drinks Gatorade <laughs> in the bedroom to power through session number two. Gatorade what did she think? Yeah, my mom mentioned that she heard me talking about my sex life, and I told her, let's stop the conversation right there, because you should be hearing that, and we're certainly not going to talk about it. So yeah, I'm sure exactly. she's proud that she didn't raise a kid with issues or inhibitions or anything and i watched this thing on the internet and it's called uh it's basically i think it's filmed here in seattle because most people seem to be from the area but people come in they have a bottle of you know tequila a bottle of vodka and some whiskey on the table yeah two people sit down so it would be like you and your mom or you and Dottie or you and me but we're going to have conversations and I draw cards and ask you a question and I can answer it or I can drink so okay. by the end of it they do the session and most people are fairly liquored up and then all the information like really starts you know flying right. there's conversations there with moms and sons about like how's the sex life like oh good i'm glad you're healthy and you know i i would never have that conversation i can't imagine the show's the opposite of that like we're stone cold sober and we have all these discussions um that's true i think if i was wasted i would not have these discussions Although I, gotta oh. tell you, I have made some psychological connection now between tequila and uh, and horniness. I mean, just the smell of tequila just gets me going. It gets you horny? Uh, yes. It, it's that country song, right? Tequila makes yeah, your clothes fall, fall off. off. Or, but uh, even the smell is, uh, of it gets you excited? Yeah, sure. The smell, the taste, like uh, it's uh, it's fuel for my internal fire. I can. You're just... an addict, dude. That is, you're a <laughs> sex addict, I think, because you know what? If this an alcoholic smells alcohol and they're like, you know, drooling at the well, mouth, it's and... kind of like when I smell gasoline. Like I think about the dirt bike. Like when I smell tequila, I, I think about getting dirty. You know. All well, right. and, and, and but there's also you could smell a perfume that reminds you of your woman. Right. And you get you feel that same way, you know, exactly. And are you against love, Nick? Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> not at all. I guess I I'm trying to think right now, dude. And to be real honest with you, I don't think uh, when it comes to sensory, uh, I don't think smell. I don't think I've ever got turned on by a smell before. Oh, really? By yeah. no smell at all? Really? I don't, when, well, the scent of a woman. Well, <laughs> let me think about that. For a if, it's, if it's the right no. woman and, and, and that kitty's moist. 
Yeah, you, you, that's definitely a, a <laughs> but good I'm sense. already there by the time I get that, you know, like, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, here's the thing. If you ask me what I love the smell of the most, yeah, it would be sitting outside by a dryer vent in my backyard, oh. just smelling that stuff come out, dude. That's my favorite scent wow. in the world. Really? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yours well, is poony, dude. Explains the difference in our horniness levels. That's <laughs> it does. Yes. Wants drier sheets. I want tequila. I mean, that yeah. pretty much explains it. So. This is not uh, a judgment on anyone, dude. I'm just, I'm curious because we have differences when it comes to this. And I'm just learning of them. I, I always knew you were horny. Like, for as long as I've known you, I've known you're horny. Yeah. But you've got exceptionally horny in the last six years. Uh, I think you're off by two years. I would say the last four years. In other words, since I got divorced, um, <laughs> Maybe I have that's just, exactly right, dude. Uh, it's totally correct. I mean, I was with uh, my ex-wife for 17 years and a woman before that for three years. So 20 years of my life where I was sexually incompatible and yeah. uh, it was driving me nuts for sure. And I had uh, given up on all of that. Then I got divorced and I realized, hey, not every woman is a big prude. So <laughs> yeah, it, it lit the flames where I realized like I'm liberated. I'm free. It's fantastic, um, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm rooting you on from the sideline. I will celebrate have to this. That. I do. I completely do. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. I need to know! He needs to know, and he needs to know now. Before we meet, there's some news you need to know about. I need to know. I need to know now. Needed to know. Need to know. I need some news. I need some news. The news needs to come from me. The news has come. Best news I've heard all day. Okay, everybody, time to shut up and listen. This is need to know news. News you need to know. News, 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 news. Harness. Right. Uh, hey, find us online, by the way, the vocal minority.net. Spread all the socials around. All right, let's go from a uh, talk of banging to, um, I don't know, the uh, a branch of our government banging the crap out of all of us. We're oh, getting okay. screwed, is what I'm talking about, people. Uh, we mentioned news? this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the latest in something we brought up on the show before that just freaking disgusts me, and I can't tell where this is going, if it's just going to continue to be ignored, or if there's some accountability for the corruption going on in our Supreme Court. Oh, boy. The highest court in the land, the one we're all supposed to have faith in to fairly decide things for us that has just become as political as every other wing of the government. <laughs> so, right. So Clarence Thomas, you know, he's been under fire for a while. We've had a few reports coming out that we've talked about where this one mega donor has bought his family home and sent Arlen Crow bought right. his mama house. Yeah, right. bought family home, sent a kid to school, was sending uh, Thomas on these trips. Well, even more stuff has come out now, and I just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Democratic lawmakers, I'm reading from the HuffPost, uh, are calling on Supreme Court uh, Associate Justice Clarence Thomas after new revelations from ProPublica. Uh, they want him to step down. They want him to resign. He has taken at least 38 luxury trips paid for by wealthy benefactors. I don't, I don't know why this is not a huge deal, that people aren't demanding that he step down. Right. Uh, a few Democrats are, but I, I, like you said, I don't know why this is just not top of the news. It should be fighting with the alien story for the top of the news cycle. But <laughs> yes. much like the aliens, no one seems to really care. This is what I told you last week and that we agreed and concurred on that Trump is dangerous for the news cycle, dude. Stuff that's right. really important is just buried. That's yeah, that's a fair assessment. The one thing that I take solace in is that 
we Senator Sheldon White Whitehouse from Rhode Island is really on this. He's the one that that's pushing for the Supreme Court ethics bill, and he is really staying on this. and And so, when we have a high profile senator like Senator Whitehouse who's on this, it's not going to go away. It's not going to get buried. I hope it's not, and I hope they can pass something through because apparently this kind of is on John Roberts to actually hold his own court accountable, and he's clearly not doing that. And the reason well, I say this is need to know news is we all need to know this and keep pressure on our various elected officials to act do something about this yeah because it's insanity the, uh, um, i saw that i saw that alito said that it was impossible for congress to impose uh ethics rules on the supreme court to which i would say congress can impeach you off the bench so if they can impeach you off the bench they can most certainly create a guy some guidelines what you can actually do yeah. uh, and how you have to report things uh, financially. This is not political, right? At the end of this, I mean, I would want not him removed be. if he was a Democrat or a Republican. If he had Absolutely. done this, I would want him removed. And right. everyone should expect the very same. This uh, is yet another example of right-wing hypocrisy, because if this was a liberal uh, justice doing this stuff, they would be oh. crapping their pants. I mean, it would... Uh, Can you imagine? No, the temper tantrums. And they would be uh, appropriate, by the way. It's kind of like Hunter Biden getting a special prosecutor this week. I don't give a crap. Investigate him. If you can find something worthy, go for it. Like, this is why the left is not a bunch of hypocrites, because I'm fine with you holding all of us accountable. And when there's something like this with Thomas, and he's just going unchecked and staying on the Supreme Court, when there's been clear conflict of interest where he's voted on things that some of these people have donated that have been in front of the court, I mean, this is, it's disgusting. Well didn't you tell us a story about somebody trying to send like bagels to one of the Supreme Court justices? Yeah, Elena, Elena Kagan, actually. Right. And, and been, she was smart enough and ethical enough to go, no, 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 that looks bad. We're talking about bagels, not, you know, private jet trips to Caribbean <laughs> islands. Like, <laughs> yeah. It bagels, is. It's just like payola, dude. We cannot take anything. We can't take a free CD. We can't take that stuff unless it's done the right way. And it has to be uh, right. knowledge of everybody. Of course, yes. You know, come I on. Mean, if, if I, People don't understand what payola means. Back in like the 60s and 70s, and the record companies used to show up and they'd give you like they give a DJ a record for, for a band to play, and it'd be like be a bag of coke and money inside there. I'm sure, and trip play. to Hawaii, you know. Yeah, Drugs. I literally had payola come at me this week, and I had to tell the person, "You have just done the textbook definition of payola, and you did it in writing, by the way, in an email." What? Somebody oh, told what? me. Yeah, you somebody told me that I'm working at a new uh, distillery. Would it be possible for you to come down and we'll treat you to food and booze? And then, you know, you just mention it on the radio that uh, there's this new distillery. Uh, is it somebody we know? It's someone I know personally, but they're working at the distillery. Who? What? No, I don't think you know them. No. First I name know. starts with an L. No, no, I don't think so. No, no. All right. So, so then hey, who are you talking about? This is a woman. Her name starts with D. Oh, Dolly. So, so, no. So, <laughs> so question, because sometimes I hear, and, and maybe it's because these people are already sponsors, but like say there's a restaurant that sponsors, that that, that pays for spots on the station, right. and yeah. they, they swing by and they bring lunch. You know, Cafe Vittori stopped by and brought the midday lunch. Right. But, but, you're, but you're not actually 
getting anything undue out of it because they're already a paid sponsor. Right. Is that correct? That's okay. the difference. You know, they're already a, a paid client. They're already on the books. If they want to sprinkle something on top of that, like that's really not a big deal, but gotcha. just straight pay for play. So I told this person like, yeah, you're literally breaking rules right now, but <laughs> l- let's talk with your marketing department. Even if you don't have cash right now, we could do a trade deal. Like it just has yeah. to be above board and on the sure, board. Sure, has to be reported, recorded. Right. Come but on. This wink, wink stuff that you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is this is breaking rules. So. so we're talking about doing that in a small town at a radio station. This is why right. uh, it's so important to hold the uh, Supreme Court accountable. They're, they're going to the wayside, Supreme Courts, that is, in a lot of different cities. Like Seattle's Supreme Court is, I don't know, it's hard for me to say it even publicly because I feel like I'm going to get beat up for it because I'm not liberal enough. But we have seen affirmative action work in our uh, in our court system here in Washington, and they are getting people that are not qualified at any degree, like people who have never tried a case, people, you know, that don't know how the law works, personally speaking. Wow. And it's been terrible, dude. The decisions being made have been nationally newsworthy and terrible. It's disappointing for a blue state. You know, yes. I expect that crap in the uh, the red stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, the Supreme Court, I would think that our justices would realize this is the ultimate position. It's a life ter- lifelong appointment, mm-hmm. and you have to be just pure ethics. But no. Um, a couple of tweets here from a few Democrats that are, you know, trying to call for accountability. Sure. Uh, Rep, uh, Jayapal, Ramella, I always, Pramila Jayapal. Jayapal, thank you. Uh, unprecedented, stunning, and disgusting. The height of hypocrisy to wear the robes of a SCOTUS and take undisclosed gifts from billionaires who benefit from your decisions. 38 free vacations, yachts, luxury mansions, skyboxes at events. These are life-changing presents, life-changing gifts for not only him, but his family. Right. Uh, Rep Ted Lou from California. Let me just read this one real quick. Would billionaires have given Justice Clarence Thomas massive gifts if he was just a law clerk? No, that's what makes it corrupt. They were seeking to curry favor with Justice Thomas, either directly or indirectly. You think uh, you think Wapner would be a fan of what's happening here? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. With Judge Judy. All right, let's hold them accountable. Who's the first to uh, grab a picket sign? Let's head down, dude. Come on. Are you going, well, Brewski? You're close. I'm the, I'm the closest. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Brewski doesn't care about it, sir. Yeah. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Oh, yeah. You, Mr. Paul Harvey. Dude, you have a tick with that. When you when you hear his voice, you have to do that. I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah. It speaks to me. <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on a second. I want to tell you guys about something that I think that you will be maybe upset about, maybe not. Let's find out what would happen if you were on your way to a destination in the sky as you were flying along. Uh, you were just relaxing. I don't know. Maybe trying to take a snooze. Maybe you're a few drinks in, but you're on your way to Costa Rica. It's yeah. the time of your life. And Join then all of a sudden. Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's perfect for Steve, that horny bastard. Oh, boy. At it again. Uh, if you are just enjoying all of that, 
And then a man with a, an acoustic guitar stands up and starts walking up and down the aisles. And it turns out that he's with a very large group of people on the plane and they all decide they'll sing you something. Uh, but not just anything. It's this. They're singing about God. Oh, Jesus. Worshiping Jesus and uh, calling Jesus king on the airplane. Oh. Now, what if they were Muslim and doing the same thing, right? Yeah, that's a really good question, dude. Uh, People are freaking out. Yeah. uh, Saying, you know what? Like, you can't come on a plane and expose me to this. And all of a sudden, this ticket I've purchased and, you know, this is the in-flight entertainment that I have no choice of listening to. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Now, obviously, if uh, if uh, Dave Matthews or Elton John stood up and started doing it, you know, everyone would be all for it. But uh, the Bible thumping Jesus crew there, that would annoy the living crap out of me. You I can't did see a thing a, a few weeks back about a, some acapella group was traveling on a plane and they all started singing some song. I don't even know what it was, but the whole plane was loving it. So this goes back to music being a relative, uh, you know, yes. for people. Here you know, comes I, trouble. There was a story. Um, Hawaiian Airlines has these direct flights, believe it or not, from Boston to Honolulu. Yeah. And there was a story. Yeah, exactly. I know, huh? There was a story last year that everybody got on the plane. And as they came on the plane, the flight attendants walked down the aisle with these boxes and handed everybody these little boxes. And what was inside of them were ukuleles. Okay. Okay. They were giving them away as gifts or? Oh, yeah. Not just that. They were actually having a ukulele lesson and sing along for the entire flight from Boston to Honolulu. No, oh, see, dude, that's not going <laughs> I'll take a free ukulele, but uh, no. I mean, maybe I, uh, a five minute jam session, but hours? God, good yeah. job. Yeah, no, it, it went on the entire flight. People got off that plane, and there were people that yeah. were just like, I can't even effing believe this. That's a terrorist was- threat right there. <laughs> <laughs> and in all seriousness, like when they want to torture people in Guantanamo, they play Metallica for them or something. Right. Like, Right. You know, playing music you don't like is a form of torture. <laughs> it is abusive behavior. So on an airplane, well, like, oh, I'd open the door, just, you know, jump out. So. There was a McDonald's in downtown Seattle, actually, who had all the homeless and uh, criminal element hanging out in front of it by yeah. the barn. Yeah. And they, they had speakers that they put in the, the, um, the overhang that, that would keep, that you keep you out of the rain. And they would, they would play bluegrass country music. Yeah. Because of, because it would it would keep the people that didn't they didn't want hanging out in front of the McDonald's away from there. Wow, homeless aren't bluegrass fans. How stereotypical! Yeah, yeah, uh, it's really man, insulting when you like the music that's being used to torture others. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we've all been there before, where people don't like a certain thing. I'm not going to play it around you. I get how grating it is. You're going to play Pantera on the plane for five hours, blasting. You know, like I can't do it. Right. Uh, what happened with that? Did people just love it and sing along, or did anyone correctly so complain? It won't surprise you that he was on EasyJet. Uh, we don't have EasyJet here. I would imagine it's like a Spirit Airline or something. Uh, Discount Airline or what? Yeah. He hmm. sang, and the unsuspecting passengers mid-flight uh, joined him. Uh, 
the clip has been seen by 31 million people right now that have made a ton of comments saying they don't like it. But the people on the plane, I guess, uh, were really upset about it. And all that happened was is he was allowed to sing, like you said, for a few minutes. And then they were like, you got to sit down. Like, it's not safe. Captains, captains put the no seatbelt sign on. Right. <laughs> you know, the no kumbaya sign has been lit up. So. Right. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to hear God talk while I'm flying 30,000 feet up in the air. <laughs> is that eerie? dude right <laughs> what yeah i don't care which so, god it is quite frankly <laughs> right so this is an airline that's based out of london and their frequent flyer program is called flight club there's been uh, no no con- no confirmation <laughs> whether tyler durden heads that or not wow yeah, yeah all right really. don't yeah, mention the first you know the first rule about <laughs> flight club don't you <laughs> yeah, don't sing about god <laughs> right, don't sing about god on the airplane <laughs> How about on airplanes, we all just mind our own damn business and stop trying to influence everyone else? Yeah, let's just fly, dude. We all just want to get where we're going. The uh, last person who really messed with the flight I was on got up. We were sitting on the tarmac, still connected to where we had just boarded in SeaTac. Homeboy in the back decides to get up and go have a cigarette in the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. You can smell it and see part of it coming out from underneath the door after a few minutes, and uh, people are starting to. Oh, how did he think he sniff. was getting away with that? He was so drunk, dude. But uh, the cops obviously came, and in order for them to rip him off the plane, we all had to unboard. Of course, yeah. And you know, uh, it was a nightmare, dude. We were late for our next flight. Just be respectful on a plane. Yeah, I saw a good video of a drunk dude sitting in his seat that just lit up a cigarette. He was so drunk he just didn't even know where he, <laughs> he was. Forgot where he was. And yeah, the flight attendant nice. came over, and you could see the look of realization on his face of like, "Oh wait, <laughs> like, oops, I'm on an airplane." And he got thrown off. That's funny though, dude. Just, just pack a lip. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the rental dude. strategy, right? That's exactly right, dude. Like That's you, what I do. I've never some, smoked on an airplane. If you need uh, nicotine that bad, just pack a lip. Yeah. Be a man. Be a Good woman. travel tips, courtesy of the bulk of my <laughs> That's right. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Come on. News, 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 news. Risky? Well, so we all know what's going on in Lahaina. Um, oh. I finally do. It took a while to find it in the news cycle nowadays, but yes, terrible. Tragic. Completely. I'm just, and I believe the death toll as of this morning was up to 100 people. Yeah, I think it's over 100. The deadliest fire in uh, America in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, What? More people. How many people died in the Chicago fire? Isn't that the most famous fire? Mm -hmm. Good questions. I don't know. I I do not know. I do not know. I can look it up, though. But. I, I have a story here. Let's go for the uh, record. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Oh, okay, sorry. We're number one. So, <laughs> so Lahaina residents are worried that um, the that when the town gets rebuilt, that it could possibly slip into the hands of affluent outsiders. Right. Bring know? in the money in. Yeah. Yeah, the pesos, the gates, uh, any world you know power players. Uh, I would be worried about that too. You've always heard on the uh, uh, the island, uh, you flew here, we grew here. Like, just don't forget it. Like, uh, you want to now uh, 
make us another uh, version of what you did to all the Native Americans in this country? Like, what? Right. leave us alone, please. I would think the governor or somebody in control over there needs to step in before that kind of thing happens. And if people want to start funneling money to Hawaii to rebuild, that's great. But let the government dictate where it's going to go. Don't just let them start buying up plots of land and doing what they want with it. That could well, and, and I think, and I think what Senator Maisie Hirono needs to take, you know, the lead on this and make sure that this doesn't happen. When Rachel and I were in Hawaii just five months ago, you drive to the outskirts of a, a big city and you realize that a lot of these people, by our standards, are poor. You know, like sure. it's yeah. not Hawaii is not the place you're not looking at mansions and, you know, bad the haves and the have nots, you know, completely, dude. And these yeah. people are still happy, but either farming their land or just trying to get by i saw an article about uh celebrities with homes in hawaii that have been lost i'm like cry me a river these people can afford to rebuild like yes. we're, we're talking about all the stuff brewski's mentioning here like those are the people that need the uh the jerry lewis telethon or whatever to help raise some freaking money already and you know give money to people that can't afford to rebuild or if insurance is coming up short or whatever it is because yeah uh, Hawaii will become China before you know it if we just let people yeah. money run in there. The next well, Dubai. You know, well, the, the other problem that they're going that they're going to have is is insurance because people in Kauai actually had to fight for years to get insurance payments after Hurricane Niki yeah. slammed into the island in '92. Right. And so now they're they're afraid that the insurance companies are gonna are going to start. Fighting them on paying for no doubt they will. Dude. They will. I mean, with the way that insurance has gone, especially like over the last five years, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, a lot of people can't even get insurance. When right. uh, what was your story? You couldn't get fire insurance, Steve. Yeah. I live in California, and there are insurance companies that simply just won't offer fire insurance. And if you don't have that, you can't get a mortgage. So you essentially can't get a house. So the state has stepped in and started an insurance program, but it's, you know, 20 times higher than what it should be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a massive catch-22. All these well, insurance companies, and I shouldn't say all, but the majority of them are uh, headquartered in London. And Rachel represents some insurance companies. She goes to this, I don't know if you'd call it a convention, but it's to meet with all these insurance companies. Every single one of them, having these exact problems and saying, well, we, we can't do it. We're just not going to be able to offer flood insurance in this area. You won't get fire insurance in California. Now, this is the uh, the real world uh, implications of climate change. And people are like, how it doesn't affect me. Or I live in, you know, I live in Kansas. I was it ripples through the entire economy, the entire insurance industry. Like, if insurance companies go broke in California, what do you think is going to happen in Kansas? Like, climate change does affect tornadoes too, and Kansas is tornado alley. Exactly. I saw a quote from uh, Jason Momoa, uh, Aquaman or whatever. You know, he's he's his big Hawaiian dude. Sure. He was like, "Do not travel to Hawaii right now." Like, no kidding. I mean. Are people trying to go to Hawaii right now? Like, what I bet the hell? you, I bet you anything that they are that wow. they're trying to go and see the destruction and the damage as it's, uh, you know, something to go look at, like Disneyland in Florida, Maybe. you know. But wow. I think that some some folks might be traveling there. I think to to help, if possible. I mean, well, listen, if you already had a trip scheduled, you should be canceling it, obviously. But anyone who's just booking a new trip, I mean, they've yeah. misunderstood the the term fire sale. That's not what that means. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, do what you can and don't take advantage, I think, is what the point is. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to know. Nuff said.
Uh, this one won't take too long. It's a reminder of a story Nick brought up on the show here a few months back. And uh, everyone has free money waiting for them. Anyone who's on Facebook, that is. But clock is ticking. Um, there's this uh, class action lawsuit that uh, Facebook has had to settle, right? So yeah. anyone who... Uh, let's see here. Uh, anyone in the U.S. who used Facebook in the last 16 years can now collect a piece of a $725 million settlement. Uh, this is if you um, had Facebook anywhere from May of 07 to December of 2022. Um, this is a real thing. You can go and sign up and you will get some percentage. That percentage is based on how many people sign up. So yeah, I haven't got to check shouldn't. yet, dude. What do I got to wait till the fund is gone or yes. just to the date? No. Uh, so we've got until August 25th to, uh, to sign up for your, you know, portion of it. Uh, there is an official claim website. Make sure you Google it correctly. Uh, basic information is needed. They say it should only take a few minutes. Um, and what was your question? When do you get paid? Yes. I haven't seen a check yet. And I was one of the first people to sign up. <laughs> uh, when will I get my money? Not until later this year at the earliest. The claim site notes that there is final approval hearing for the settlement on September 7th when the court will decide whether to approve the deal and award attorney's fees and other costs. So uh, September 7th is when it's finalized. And then once the attorneys take their chunks and all that, then I can't wait to see how much I get. What do you dollar twenty five? $1.25. Right? I mean, is it pennies? Is it a few bucks? Or could it be a few hundred? I mean, is that even possible? I don't think so. No, I've received know. money from a few class actions in my day, just like this. And yeah. I've, uh, I think the most I've ever received was like around $6. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, is it uh, even worth giving up all your personal information? Because you got to give them a bank account or a yeah. Zelle account or Venmo or something. I didn't, dude. I said, do you oh. want to, you want to pay me? You send me a gift card. And that was an option. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Or send me a check. Send me a check in the mail. Yeah, yeah. They, they need your name, your address, your email, your phone. They need to know if you lived in America during that time frame, if you're a Facebook user, yeah. Uh, your Facebook username, which can oh. be tricky actually to find. And then the uh, payment service you prefer, such as PayPal, Venmo, or a prepaid MasterCard. That's they, what I did, yeah. So, and by the way, how do you find your Facebook name? Because I didn't know. Is that my email? Like, well, how would no, it? It's so in the you, search bar, I think, you know, up yeah, top you, of you, the address. If, it if says go, uh, go to account and then click on settings and privacy. And from there, you should see your official username on Facebook. Yeah, but uh, all you have to do is just, just go to your page. So you open up. Like, but mine says Steve Harness. Like, okay, but no, no, go, not, not the news feed, but go to your personal page. Yeah. And then, and, Did and then I you create a the, name? I mean, because it's under my actual human name. But they're saying you have like harness seven eight nine no you know some code. yeah that that should that should be up in the uh, up in the uh, the it's just up the, in the address bar once yeah. you're on your page. Well, so that's what you got to do though. So don't just put your name or whatever you've you know are yeah. known by on Facebook. So nice. yeah, uh, you owe us all seven cents or whatever, vocal minority listeners, because we're giving you one last chance. Yeah, August twenty fifth. It is a real deal. And by the way, Google it carefully because I'm sure there are scam websites out there. Yes. We'll sign up here. <laughs> we'll mail you a check. Dude, uh, the one that has been way more profitable f for me is, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the one I always run your name in, Steve. Uh, I'm always oh, running my friends' money. names in these unpaidmoney.com. Yes. Uh, I check this couple, maybe once or twice every year or two. Yeah. And I've always had like some real little stuff, like you owe me six bucks, that type of thing. This year, I had a 
apparently a medical bill that I paid in full and then my insurance company paid it and they didn't send me a check. This is maybe seven or eight years old. I paid this money and look at it. Boom. Pops up 1500 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And How the hell did they not notify you directly? That I have no idea, dude. It was at a uh, hospital in Bellevue that I never go to. So they had to send me over there for something odd, you know, but uh, they could have got a hold of me. Of course. That's funny. So, it's been telling me for money. years that I have unclaimed money in Washington State. I just, I never do it. Every no. time he tells me, I'm like, I should do that. Then I just forget. I never do it. <laughs> you ever checked your name on there, Brewski, for Washington? I mean, check every state you've lived in because uh, they pop up. My mom has like uh, oh, maybe $325 in different claims sitting on there. It's worth oh, nice. go, to go get it. You know? Yeah, I'm mine was like look. a cable company bill, like 100 bucks they owe me or something. I must have overpaid yeah. or when I moved, maybe there was a credit. I don't know. But yeah, it's I a nice date money. with Dolly, dude. Go go right. take care of it. Yeah. Well, between the hundred bucks from cable bill and my twenty five cents I'll get from Facebook, we could really go live rich. it up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Need to know news. I said, Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. It could be due to all the smoke in the air, all the climate change that happens around this big spinning ball of ours. Uh, this isn't going to be helpful as I'll pick a uh, piggyback rather off the last uh, story about climate change uh, videos denying climate science approved by Florida as state curriculum. Uh, of course. So this is I mean, the people we see in Florida in the next 12, 13 years, I mean, this is how they've been educated or lack thereof. You know what I mean? As Miami's about to you know, right. be submerged. <laughs> yeah, I love the the philosophy that we have to present both sides of the story. This is not a political debate. I mean, no. I know it's become that, but this is science. There's not a right and wrong side of it. There's just the right side. The curriculum includes videos that compare climate activists and Nazis uh, portray solar and wind energy as environmentally ruinous and claim that current global heating is part of a natural long-term cycle. That's all going into the school books and the curriculum in uh, Florida's public schools. So hang uh, on. Add it to the list of reasons to move the hell out of Florida because I don't know what is going on down there. Dude, what? I mean, that's crazy that we, we somebody in this country is going to pick up a book and learn a whole new way of thinking, and it's all a lie. I've never thought that it would have to unteach things my kids learned at school. You know? Right? Yeah, that's true. Every single day they're adding the duh, D-U-H, to the end of Florida. Right. I swear. Completely, dude. The only thing that makes me feel slightly better is that Ron DeSantis is just falling on his face trying to campaign nationally for uh, you know the Republican nomination. Thought his it was garbage gonna... is not catching on everywhere, at least. Wow. I, uh, thank God. But, I mean, I don't think that he has a chance, right? No. I mean, yeah. it, Trump's going to squash him, unfortunately. Is it yeah. me or is it just really, really kind of in a train wreck kind of way awkward watching him try to actually talk to people? Oh, oh yes. My gosh. So I mean, awkward. How could you have no, I mean, there's no inner social, no social skills. How did he score that hot wife of his? That's it's what well, I want to know. It's obvious when you show up to like a flood or a hurricane in, you know, brand new big white boots that you're wearing for the first time to look like one of the guys. Like he's socially awkward when he goes to talk to people. 
But so is Trump. When you're a flaming idiot, it doesn't surprise me that you also lack any sort of social skills, self-awareness. <laughs> like the idiocy doesn't just stop at your you know understanding of science. Are you no. guys aware that his wife, although hot, has has been de- fighting cancer? I wasn't aware she was hot or had cancer. I'm not up on DeSantis's wife. I'll have to Google her. She's well, hot in a schoolgirl, you know, type of way. School yeah. a woman. I mean, she's Google a woman. Her, so, yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, uh, her name is Casey DeSantis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. been fighting cancer. And just to show you again how socially oh. awkward uh, <laughs> he is. I mean, his wife, dude. Think about if your wife said this to you, all right? This is her talking about him in front of a camera. And he was there to go pick up my kids when I couldn't. And he did it with humility, and he did it with love. And I'll tell you what, can't ask for a better husband than that. (laughs) How does it feel to hear her say that? I mean... Well, look, that's, you know, you know, in sickness and in health, that's, that's what you sign up for. I mean, and wow. so she's uh, not only my wife, she's my best friend. And he went and picked his kids what a, up, dude. What a hero. He wow. went and picked his kids up. Sometimes but, he babysits his children, dude. Well, so, and, but, but, but what's missing from that clip is the fact that she couldn't go because she was in cancer treatment. Yeah, she was. That's why she couldn't go. She was doing chemo, dude. I mean, she's like, doing chemo. Wow. He's and, a and hero. Yeah, they're acting like he's done some huge, big thing. He's just doing what he's supposed to do. Did you see him on the couch? I mean, he was giggling like a, you know, a four-year-old schoolboy while she was saying this. Like, he was getting a pat on the back. Yes. I am so sick when I hear dad say stuff like, you know, I I watched the kids while my wife went out or I cooked dinner. Oh, so you're a dad. Is that what you're (laughs) telling me? Like, I got to babysit on Saturday. Right. You know, and I just looked her up. You're right. She's pretty smoking on, but obviously so, it won't run. So <laughs> Chris, Chris Rock has a great bit about um, men who want credit for stuff they're supposed to do. I take care of my kids. We're well, supposed to take care of your kids. What well, do you right, want? A medal yeah. or a cookie? I mean, come on. Exactly. It's a classic bit. And I appreciate you not referencing the, the heart of it. So. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but need to know news. News you need to know. Uh, cousin Brewski. Yes, this sir. Is uh, this is for you? Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> what do you got on your stack of stories, cousin Brewski? Have you been stopping by one of those Asian massage parlors? <laughs> <laughs> no. Playing golf. <laughs> well, we've got a tale of uh, someone that decided to uh, yank on the horn in the really bad spot. Oh, is it? Was it uh, um, paying homage to Pee Wee? No, it is not. Okay, and and it is not a, a drag queen, or it is not a gay person, or anyone else that the right wing would say you is trying to uh, groom your children. It's not a deviant. No, not a. Well, I don't know. It, <laughs> here it is: local pastor arrested at Summers Walmart for masturbating naked in the parking lot. You know what? I was trying to be reserved. I was about to make a priest joke, and I thought, no, that's a low blow. Don't go there. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! This, this is not a priest thing. This is a uh, just a pastor. It's a pastor. Let's it's a pastor. It's, it's, it's all different, uh, Stephen. Yes, <laughs> it's not though. No, because. Thank you, Lord. All right, so another man of God uh, flogging the, the, the Molly, huh? 
uh, yes, he was distributing some literature, roughing up, up the suspect. Front. Yeah, yeah, up front, too. It says here, someone summoned the Kenosha County Sheriff's Department to the Summers Walmart Thursday morning. The person saw a male white, fully naked, standing next to a black truck and appeared to be masturbating. Well, this is America. Let the man be. (laughs) According to the Kenosha County Sheriff's spokesman, 57-year-old Thomas Bartner was seen by responding deputies quickly getting into the truck while still naked. Naked? He didn't just have it hanging out. He pulled his pants down. Exactly. So this this wasn't uh, um, like spontaneous thing. This dude got fully naked, and he was just digging in. I admire his commitment. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Well, you know what? If you're going to do it, go balls to the wall, you know? Right. Yeah. Balls to the Walmart, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was clever, actually. (laughs) (laughs) He was was arrested and booked into the Kenosha County Jail Thursday morning at 9.04 a.m. Now, he was arrested at 9.04 you got to figure he's probably there between 7.30 and maybe 8, He's on a bender, right? Just I mean, going nuts, you know? Early Here's the thing. Yeah. Thursday morning is when he was arrested, so he's got plenty of time to make it to Mass on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, he'll be back, no doubt. You know what just I mean? Just has to ask forgiveness. That's all, right? Well, here's the thing. He said, it says that he post, no, he's posted bond and is expected to be charged with disorderly conduct and lewd and lascivious actions, which are both misdemeanors. Now, I thought... He would just get arrested for carjacking, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, good one, Bruce. <laughs> Even Bruce has him now and again. Right. <laughs> so wait a minute. Are Catholics the only one that can do this last minute? Like just ask for forgiveness and all's forgiven. The others can't. No, oh, no. I mean, why isn't everyone Catholic then? Jeez. No, because because you you go to a priest to, to confess your sins when you're Catholic. But yeah. if you're if you're Christian. They just say, oh, well, everybody's a sinner. Sorry. No, no, it's everyone's a, everyone's a sinner in the eyes of God. And uh, and then you 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 personally, by yourself, just ask God for forgiveness. Oh, so well, that's you don't easy. have to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't, you don't have to go to the, go, you know, into the box and all that sort of thing. Their mentality is just I'll do go, your best. Just do I'll your go, best. If, if this guy went into the box, he wouldn't have had to uh, masturbate in the first place. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I thought that was the trade-off for putting up with being molested by Catholic priests, that you got this easy out-of-jail card thing. But, man, this religion no. might be a bit no. of a scam. I, I don't know. You know, that that's the story here about uh, the local pastor in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, at the Summers Walmart, who decided to whip his skippy right there in the parking lot at 9 in the morning. Don't bring Skippy in. Need to know news. News you need to know. Don't bring Skippy into it. Uh, yeah, Mark Summers is a friend of mine. Oh, is that what? Mark Price. No. Mark Price is a friend of mine. <laughs> He's a great Skippy. friend of yours, dude. Skippy Handelman. That's right. You met Skippy Handelman. I've got his number in my cell phone. You want me to call him right now and tell me what you just said about him? <laughs> yes, dude. What, will you dial him? Have you talked to him since he gave you the number? No, no, I haven't. But, Let's uh, call him right now, dude. No, we're not calling him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see if we can get him on the show someday to retort back to what you're saying. I wonder if I wonder if he was uh, if he still has the hots for Mallory. Probably. Sure. Yeah. I would well. also like to get Mark Summers on the show from Double Dare. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Why not? Uh, let's see. We, uh, we need to, uh, wrap things up here with my favorite segment called Steve was right. <laughs> oh, All right. You got a new state segment, huh? Well, we never, uh, we never followed back up on this. We got it. I made an assertion on the show that was then debated, but now we have an answer. I was saying that 
you know, we were talking about the summer heat, and I was saying that I live up here in the mountains, oh. uh, over 6,000 feet, and that the sun up here is more intense. It feels hotter. You get sunburn easier. And uh, Nick had my back, but then what happened? This uh, lawyer wife of yours tried oh. to stay. <laughs> it was a really <laughs> simple conversation. We were in the car, and my niece and nephew were there, and I was just telling them this chunk of information that you had shared with me. Yes. And Rachel and the kids started being like, wait a minute, is that true? And they started kind of dissecting it enough to where I thought this needs to be looked into more. I took just took your word for it. As well, you should have, because I was right. I don't know um, if you were. You there's two separate things you're saying. You're saying it's hotter there. Feels hotter there. OK, it feels hotter. Yes, because yeah. the sun is more I'll intense. Give, I'll give you the fact that it's easier to get sunburned up there, sure. but it doesn't feel hotter. Of course it does. It's like the heat index where they say it's 90, but when you factor in the humidity, it feels like 100. Like, that's what it is. It's the same thing. When you're closer to the sure. sun, it feels hotter. It's still 90 on the thermometer, obviously, but it feels hotter than what 90 would normally feel like. Give me your proof, dude. I'm not going to believe you at face value ever again. Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, according to um, according to my quick Google research, uh, <laughs> you the, don't the even have a reference to it. No, I've got facts here. Uh, let's see. A study conducted by Ronald Perlman with the Department of Dermatology at the New York University School of Medicine: for every one thousand feet of elevation you climb, and I'm at seven thousand here at my house, you'll experience an eight to ten percent increase in ultraviolet intensity. Yes. So 10% per thousand. I'm not good at math, but I'm 7,000. So that's 7 million times stronger up here. Was I right? In the math? 7 million? No, <laughs> dude. Well, that's 70, you'd be dead, dude. Oh, that's fair. Okay. It's 70% <laughs> stronger. That is what that means. So if you're going every thousand feet, it's 10% stronger. I'm at 7,000. That means the sun is 70% more intense here. Believe it or not, the sun is actually much stronger at higher altitudes. With heightened intensity comes higher chances that your skin will be damaged because you, of course, will get sunburned much easier. It's true. Uh, so, that's a fact. I mean, just, I anecdotally have been living this life. Like, you do burn quicker. It does feel hotter. So I was it just speaking. It doesn't say anything to about it being hotter, though. I, I, I say, yes, you get burned easier. But, but the it didn't intensity say, increases with elevation. The intensity of the UV. It doesn't say the right. intensity of the heat from the with UV. more UV, it's going to feel hotter. I'm not saying that 90 degrees here is any different than 90 degrees somewhere else. I'm saying that the intensity of the sun makes whatever the temperature is feel hotter, and you certainly sunburn easier. You do sunburn well, easier. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> That's all I'm giving you. How can you I argue would, with my feelings, Nick? Feelings aren't wrong. <laughs> it feels hotter, okay? Well, I mean, yeah, you feel hornier than I do. I mean, it's and just... I am. Uh, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> you don't know that. Is it hotter than putting a ginger in a tanning bed? I think it feels hotter. On the ginger in a tanning bed index, it's a 7.3. <laughs> You know? so, yes. I yes. think more research. Listen, more research, bro. That's okay. Uh, listen. I've been living here 16 years. Like, I'm I on understand. the ground level. Okay? Yeah. I'm your research. 
I've been there. I understand what it feels like. Dude. Worldwide podcast host. I'm a credible source <laughs> to cite. You know, the guy on the internet said it's true. So therefore, it all right, I'm going to believe you uh, just for this show. Purpose. I would like an all apology right. from Rachel. That's all I'm asking for. Oh, oh wow. an apology. Good luck with that. Oh, and your niece and nephew. I want that written in crayon and sent over to me, please. Uh, well, right. Are they teenagers? Get uh, write that in pen. Yeah, they're eleven and uh, almost fourteen. So yeah, they could write in pen. Dude. Have well, them do yeah. a little TikTok video for me and uh, send yeah. it over to page. <laughs> Damn it! Dou- I doubt it's coming. For- dude. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will hold my breath. The air's thinner up here too, so holding my breath is harder as well. So yes. That is true. All of those things are very true. Listen, I don't actually know if the air is thinner. I mean, I know there's less <laughs> oxygen up here, but uh, yeah, yeah, that would make it thinner if there okay. was less. But uh, hey, before I know we got to end the show, but uh, quickly, uh, this has to come to you now. Uh, we can end the show with this. Uh, we have a Trump. few minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has teamed up with Jerry Seinfeld for a uh, possibility oh. of uh, doing a sitcom. Like a Seinfeld, a Seinfeld reboot. Wow, really? Yeah, Seinfeld's really desperate for money. Well, that's the deal with treason. (laughs) Uh, I was able to obtain just a couple of uh, part of the pilot, so you know I'll play it for you guys just to see. uh, They filmed two scenes, and I'll play both of them for you. Okay. They want to ban straws. Has anybody ever tried those paper straws? They're not working too good. Right? Has anybody ever tried? Seriously, the new straw is made out of paper, right? It disintegrates as you're drinking. If you have a nice tie like this tie, this would have no chance. By the time you get finished, the straw is totally disintegrated. <laughs> Does anybody walk around with a plastic straw? Because it's not bad. You know, you whip it out, boom, boom. You never had to do that. So they want to ban straws. They said, oh, really? What about the cart? What about the plate? What about the knives and the spoons that are plastic? Oh, they're okay. But the straws we got to ban. <laughs> so, I mean, they're working on the show. It's still a show about nothing. Right. Yes. For a guy that knows nothing. <laughs> so yeah. It's he's a, gonna, perfect, he's a perfect, perfectly cast, dude. I yeah, would rather see him start a stand-up career than try to go back into the White House again. So Me please. too, dude. You know, he could be very successful at that. I'd go see him at stand-up. Come on. Right. And by the way, I've talked about my hatred of uh, wet paper on the show. Yeah. I will not use those wet straws, paper, those paper straw things. So I hate to you say don't. it, Trump and I finally agree with something here. I you did, don't I, use it. No, I t- I, if someone serves it to me, I will take it out and set it on the table. I've gotten out of the habit of drinking out of a straw because I live in California. Plastic straws are banned almost everywhere. So I don't want your wet paper straw. <laughs> by the way, I mean, it doesn't disintegrate instantly like that idiot saying. No, it takes 30 minutes, dude. I mean, I always start out with the straw. I usually finish with my lips, you know. Yeah. No, skip the whole straw thing. That's right. And plus, no one looks like a cool dude while they're sucking on a straw anyway. So just stop. You know? Yeah. But uh, oh. no, that's good. That's funny. By the way, that uh, did you guys happen to see um, the state of uh, Ivana's grave at uh, Bedminster? <laughs> no, uh. Trump's ex-wife that's buried at his golf course. What's going on there? It's completely overgrown. You can't even really see the head, the the plaque in the ground or anything like that. Like, and it's like wow. all patchy grass and everything. No one's taking care of it at all. I think so that's a, a tribute to her because she never liked to trim her bush much. So. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Listen, that, love and respect. You don't even have your staff cleaning that bad boy up like that. You had to tell someone like 
that one just right. don't even bother with it because because they, they got they have to mow the grass at the at the golf <laughs> yes, course anyway and it's by the first it's right by the first tee box for god's sakes right i'm sure the tee box is well trimmed but uh yeah yeah that thing it's that screams volumes dude you know what a, and, what kind of person he is and not just that but how did her kids allow this to happen that's your mother how did how have Trump's kids allowed any of this stuff to happen without just embarrassing the hell out of themselves or just disavowing well, the Trump? Name? I, th- I think I think Ivanka just doesn't do anything, have anything to do with them now because she and and Kushner got the two billion dollars from the Saudis, so she yeah. doesn't need daddy's money anymore. <laughs> but that's like murdering twenty people and then saying like, now I'm done killing people. <laughs> you, know, you already did a lot of damage. Well, but now I'm done. Yeah, I'm a good good person now. Right, I'm a good person today. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all right, stuff. fellers. <clears throat> well, that's going to do it for another show. I am uh, sitting at uh, 97 degrees. Wow. Do go. you have another episode in you? Or, uh... Yeah. No, I can do it. Okay. Well, another episode coming up. All right. I don't know what episode we're on, but if there's one more after this, you know Nick made it. So uh, that's good. Congratulations. That's right. Or maybe he dies during it. That'd be a fun moment for everyone. I mean, not dun, Nick. Dun, dun. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabrisky. See us on our uh, webpage. Yeah. What is it? I almost said uh, the wrong address, dude. Maybe I'm, I, I'm starting to get apart. dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> early onset stroke symptoms happening with Nick right now. Uh, Thevocalminority.net. That's your That's ticket. <laughs> Until next time. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds. Steve Harness and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. <laughs>